welcome to the podcast. We're going to whisper our way into this episode. Okay. You want to know why? Why? Because it's season two. Season two. Did you know that we broke our, our podcast into seasons? I didn't know that. Well, you do now. Welcome ex- to season two. I'm excited to know that this is season two. It's season season two. Why did you think we were away for four and a half weeks? It wasn't because you took three vacations in a row. It was because... It was because we broke for the season. <laughs> I'm the lifeblood of this podcast. And by lifeblood, I mean me. I'm okay. <laughs> Which means we can't do it without you. Well, you can. And probably do it better. You know what I love What's about, that? about whispering our way into this episode? My wife says I can't whisper. What is that? It's uh, it's all the mouth sounds that are going to make it into this. Oh, goes cold open. Oh, that's really gross. Yeah. You don't like this one. Oh, no, it's all, that makes me want to nod. That makes me nauseous. Or I can't do it. You know, when you, whenever you uh, get something stuck in your teeth, you're like... The best part, the best part will be the people that turn this all the way up so they can hear us. And then no, 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 music starts in about 12 seconds, and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And I don't know, no, no, no. It's good to be back. It's so good to be back. It's okay. Music. Music. Welcome to season two of the podcast. I'm David. I'm Austin, and I don't sing. <laughs> and here we are. We're back. We it's took so several to weeks back. off. We had some time off. Yeah, we didn't tell and you guys that it was the we, end of the season. Refocus. I, I I refocused my chakra. His sh- my, chakra. I got my crystals out and I lined them all up. Yeah, he said, did the whole acupuncture thing. Oh, chakras of the pink crystal. I tell you what, it was an awkward thing walking in with all those needles sticking out of you that one day. It was a freaky thing. Don't ever do that to me again. Let mm. me know next time you do the whole acupuncture because uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see that. Listen, mental health and wellness is just as important as having your clothes ironed. Listen, mental images of you with needles sticking out of your flesh is a thing I don't want to see. It's great. So it's great. Just saying. Welcome to season two, it's everybody. It's missed, so good to be back. I've missed recording. Man, it's been a it's been a while. It's been a coon's age. Here's the thing: we didn't tell. Get away from me. One of our my we're, dog. We're, we're, we're Studio Three. We're in Studio again. Three again. <laughs> and one of the dogs just nuzzled up to me and just started, you know, wiping her snotty little nose on me. My garbage dog. I don't know how I feel about. Did you? you that's right. You found her in a dumpster. <laughs> she, <laughs> she looks like she it, grew at least. up in a trash can, and she's my little girl. But we we're we're here at Studio Three, and it's um it's a nice, cozy, comfortable setting. I got a little buddy here by me. Say hello. Good girl. Bow, wow, wow. And she's done. But we didn't we didn't uh, announce the break for the season. And uh, the reason why is because we just decided uh, that because we couldn't get together for four weeks. No, the end hey, of the season. Season one's over. And listen, listen, they don't announce to you when your TV show is ending. Yeah, they just leave you, you on have, a cliffhanger, which is have, exactly what we yeah. did. You you know, you're sitting there last, last episode wondering... Hey, what happened with that next episode? And you're all, you're hanging by the edge of your seat. Yeah. And then, oh, and here you are. And it, the 
anticipation is palpable. Palpable. It's so very excitable. You could cut it with a knife. Tonight's episode. Yeah, tonight is a big time episode. Big time. Big show. Big money. A lot of big things to talk about tonight. Big things. Things I'm very excited about. Well, the reason it's big things tonight is because a lot of big things have happened, not just in you know, the nerdy realm of nerdiness, but also just in general and life and love and the pursuit of happiness. David had a baby. I did not. I didn't. I did not. Often did. I did. Got, was it like a year and a half ago? A year and a half ago. Close. <laughs> I had a baby a year and a half ago. So it was yeah. kind of the same thing. She's doing good. She's going like a weed. Yep. She called no, me I Uncle Dave. Just, I, was on, I was on vacation and relaxing and I'm just happy to be home and yeah, I wasn't Back on vacation. I did take a small vacation you in there. went to Arkansas. Went to Arkansas. Got to see my newest addition to my family, my nephew. Uh, Devante. Devante. His name is not Devante. Should be. His name is Harry Potter. Harrison. <laughs> Harrison. Just, close enough. Just, just, close enough. Close enough. So, uh, but yeah, big things happening, big things. But in the realm of the, in the world of the nerdiness, if you were to just kind of reach up into the expanse of nerdy culture that's floating perpetually above all of our heads in the cloud, the nerdiness cloud, it's kind of like iCloud, except it's my cloud because I'm a nerd and it's nerdy, right? right? Floating up there, they just, they just, you know, the, the, the nerdy, the kings and queens of nerdiness just dropped a couple little nuggets up there, and we're going to talk about those today. The first one, which I'm actually probably more excited about than I should be, is the release of the Dark Phoenix trailer that came out today, today on today being Thursday, uh, Thursday, September 27th. Yes. Uh, Sony released the, uh, the trailer for uh, dark Phoenix. Um, I, I, I am a lot of people don't like the X-Men films. I think they're phenomenal. I, I think that the, the, the newest run of the, the, uh, the James McAvoy or McAvoy, Mac, James Mac- McAvoy, McAfee. uh, 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 X-Men films are easily the best ones they've ever made. I agree. And it's not close. And it's and it's a lot of it is hot take is here. Huge, Wolverine's overrated. I don't huge care Ackman. Huge Ackman. I mean, he's good in the role, but I think Wolverine. Everyone thinks he's like the, like, like the greatest character. He's the lynch. Everyone's no. like he's the linchpin of the no, entire he's franchise. He's not. It's not true because they've made several films that didn't feature him that were maybe not as successful as the entirety of the franchise put together. But in my opinion, I agree. Yeah, they also made. This might be. Yeah, but they also the, made Origins Wolverine. And yeah. If you recall, Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, that was hot garbage. Yeah. Man. Yep. Just hot, hot. They have garbage. since remedied that, have. that flaw, but they have. But 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 Dark Dark Phoenix is probably probably the now I was hoping after the last one that they would have had or that they would have featured Mister Sinister and they very well may because because the last one in the post credit scene you you know you saw them with the briefcase from the from the Essex Corp which is Mister Sinister yeah. um, and you I, you know I thought that they might somehow incorporate him into this one and they very well may um, but you know it, it appears that, uh, that that the main plot line is going to be uh, Dark Phoenix, uh, played by Sophie Turner. Yes. Uh, so for those of Game, Game of Thrones fame, for those listeners that don't know, and I'm sure there are at least one, my mother, my mom, uh, that don't know, Dark Phoenix is a character that is an alternate persona, if I remember correctly, or at least a a, a 
dar- a dark turn right. of a good character. The other side, yeah. The good character being Jean Grey. Jean Grey was played by, I can't remember her name, in the original. Do you remember the name of the oh actress? Oh my gosh, I had a crush It's like on right her. on the tip of my tongue, and I can't uh, think of it. Uh, it, it. It'll come to me because I... Uh, Oh, what was her name? I can't Continue. think of it. I'll, I'll think of it later. It was a weird name. I remember that. I remember that it was just kind of off the beaten path. Anyway, uh, which if if you have watched any of the X-Men films, original trilogy particularly is where she made her big debut. Um, Jean Grey was a love interest of Wolverine, Logan, and also Cyclops. And they had this kind of little lover's tryst thing happening there. And then... It's Famke Jansen. That's right. Famke Jansen. That's right. That I knew it was a weird name. But anyway, so Jean Grey, and what happens is she gets to the point where she's like a level five mutant or whatever, and she gets to the point where she can no longer control her power. And her power basically takes on a persona of its own called the Dark Phoenix. And then when the Dark Phoenix is unleashed, there is nothing that can stop it because she's the only mutant that they know of, at least in the franchise, according to what we have seen so far, that is as powerful as she is. I don't even think that Apocalypse was as powerful as Dark Phoenix. No, in the in the in the comics and the animated series, if you want like a like a like a quick what's up with Dark Phoenix, the X-Men animated series uh, from like the nineties. Yeah. The, TV, uh, the old TV show. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was, you know, you know, you know, I remember, I remember watching days of future past that cartoon was for its time. Incredible. Number one, incredibly dark and number two, incredibly, uh, online with the storylines, you know, it was, it was never, you know, the, 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 the anime series never strayed from the storyline that far. Yeah. But it was, it was, it, you know, it was, it was a kid's show and it was incredibly dark right. uh, at the time. So you can go back and you can watch the, you know, you know, there was a whole, you know, series arc on Dark Phoenix. And I remember as a kid, like it freaked me out. It kind of, kind of creeped me because I'm like, you know, because, because that character was so powerful. Yeah. And so that dark. she was, she was, you know, she, you know, you know, you know, she could have easily just destroyed the entire universe. Yeah. Kind of. It's a very Thanos-y kind of feel. Right. But Which better. is the whole snap of the finger, except better and more intimidating. Spoiler alert. Look, if you haven't seen if you haven't seen Infinity War at this you're point, listening to this podcast. It's on DVD for Pete's sake. Go get it and watch it. Don't listen to this podcast anymore. No, I'm just kidding. Continue listening. Please do. Because we're not talking about we're not talking about Infinity War. We're going to do a podcast episode about that will, coming we'll up in season two. Uh, as as a as a as a foretaste of what's to come. Oh, looks like our little buddy wants to play. Do you want to play? I can't. I can't play with you right now. We're recording a podcast. Go, go down. What's your name, Lulu? Get out of here, Lulu. So anyway, <clears throat> but we're looking at the trailer because the trailer was it today that it dropped? Dropped out today. Yeah, trailer dropped today. We no, just, I got it from lunch and I saw it. I'm like, oh yeah. And we just did a, a cursory viewing before recording this episode, and we'll just tell you right now it. It looks it's great. Good. It looks great. It looks it, it looks, looks really really well. Horrifying, intimidating, scary, and yet visually stunning. Yep. The, that last scene. If anybody's seen it, if you haven't seen it, I encourage you pause the episode, go find it on the YouTube, yep. watch it, come back, listen to the rest of the episode. But the very last scene, which is um, is it Sophie Turner? Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner as Jean Grey as Dark Phoenix. Uh, standing there and you see something about, I think it's uh, James McAvoy. No, it's, um, what's the other guy? Uh, Fassbender. Fassbender. Michael Fassbender Fassbender is saying, 
I have seen evil and I'm looking at it right now. And he's talking about looking at her. Right. And then it cuts to this close up shot of her face and her eyes start to take on that fiery color. And all of a sudden all the veins in her face start to turn to start to glow orangey red. And it's like, Oh man, this looks fantastic. Yeah. They, they they had done a, a short little, uh, uh, play with Famke Jansen in the original, in the, I don't want to hit the laptop in the original, uh, in the, in the original movies where uh you had uh her character she had kind of like i don't like almost like exploded i can't remember the exact what, what happened exactly because that was the what the third one i think that they made yeah i think it was x-men day. last stand when he she doesn't kill he they, she doesn't explode she's about to basically unleash hell so to speak yeah. and um uh, Logan is the only one that can get to that's her because right, of his right, regenerative yeah. power. That's right. And so he goes up to her and he basically shoots his his like uh, his little claws yeah. through her and kills her. Right. And stops her heart before she can kill everybody. Right, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because that's right. Because right, they had that spinny thing. That, that uh, right wasn't that wasn't that one they that they, they had that spinny device. I need I need to go, I need to go back and watch those movies. The from one where nineties. I don't remember. Anyway. They were great films. But it, it wasn't. But. It, it wasn't a good use of the character. Because no, well, I mean, it wasn't a bad use of the character. It just wasn't a, a true to form. It wasn't what it should have been, and it, it, it wasn't great. Um, which anybody who's seen any of the of the X Men films in the franchise will agree when I say they haven't exactly been amazing as a franchise. Now, each individual film, with very few exceptions, has been watchable if at the very least and at the very most incredibly good i, I well now see now see, i'll differ because i honestly think that the the mcavoy series has they've all been completely rewatchable multiple times i think that that, that, that every single one that mcavoy's <clears> done <throat> uh between first class days of future past uh and we'll you know we'll be dark phoenix was there, was there another one in there or just three just three it right? was uh no there was um there was first class. There was first class. Days of Future Past. Apocalypse. Apocalypse. And then and then Dark yeah. Phoenix. I would say out of I mean out of the four, I think that I probably I probably I probably liked Apocalypse the least, um, only because I didn't like Olivia Munn's character. I just found her to be annoying. Um, is she, who was she again? She was the uh, chick with like the like the blue dress thing, whatever. She was on the one that everybody Apocalypse was up in arms about the costume because they're like it's. It's too inappropriate for her character yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and everybody but, was like, "She's the she's great at this role." And I was like, eh, I, I, she was "She's okay." But no. I said, I, "I I think that they've all been very very good. They're all very re- rewatchable." Oh yeah, I actually uh, just rewatched. I just rewatched. Um, oh, was it Days of Future Past the other day? So good. That's that's the best one. It's oh, it was, so good. It was fantastic. And the thing is, one of the things that you, that, you know you don't really think about from an X-Men film or really a superhero film. There's a lot of emotional weight attached to that film. One of the coolest plot lines and one of the hardest to watch, I guess, if you really want to be honest, was the, the, um, kind of the diminishing relationship between, um, um, professor X and, uh, mystique because the plot thread between them is that they grew up. They're basically brother and sister, right? They grew right. up together and right. they had each other's backs. And then you kind of watch that whole relationship dissolve and then kind of mend itself. And that, and which is kind of cool because they do pick up on that a little bit in this trailer, in the trailer, at least where they kind of pick up and are like, yeah, I mean, things are still pretty good between them, which is nice. Nice to see. And, and you know, you know, I, I think for me, 
you know, I think I think Dark Phoenix when when I when I first heard Dark Phoenix was coming out, that was probably my most anticipated film of twenty nineteen or yeah. twenty nineteen, right? Yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah, I think yeah. it's not this year. I think it's coming out so next year. Yeah, Dark Phoenix was is, is is the one movie for next year I've been waiting for forever. That and Avengers four, but that's another, that's another story. Yeah, the follow up to Infinity War. But I, I'm I'm I I think that Dark Phoenix will probably be will probably be the second highest grossing superhero film next year. I mean, I mean, Avengers four is a it. pretty lofty goal. I mean, you've got you've got Captain Marvel coming out next year. You've got mm-hmm. Avengers four coming out next year. It's second highest. It'll be second highest. Is what, is what I really believe. And then you've got our next topic coming out next year as well, which Ooh. we have yet to talk about. Let's actually let's go into that now. Let's go into that now. Um, before we do, before we do, uh, just as a quick plug, I'd like to say I'm super pumped about the Venom movie. Just I'm, just a little bit on the super pumped side. I'm indifferent. I, I they the the the, the Brock character did not work in Spider Man three, so I'm curious to see. Yeah, if but that was better. Topher Grace's fault. That wasn't <laughs> the character's true. fault. It was Topher Grace. That's true. Topher, if you're listening, you're garbage. Topher, I watched you. You in were the, good in that '70s show. I watched you in that movie Predators recently. Topher Predators. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the one was. with um, what's his name? The weird guy, the piano guy. Whatever, yeah, continue. Yeah. Anyway, I watched you, Topher. I know you're listening. I know you're a fan of the podcast. We don't want you to be a fan of this podcast. You're trash. Go back and do that 70s show again. Maybe we'll talk. I'm going to tweet this out tomorrow, and I'm going and, to tag him in this. <laughs> until such time, we don't want you. We don't, want, we don't need you. We don't like you as Eddie Brock. We don't like you as some unredeemably bad character in Predator's movie that just had really you were bad great language. That 70 show. You're great. You're great. You're great. That 70 show. Bring that back. Yeah. Bring All that day. back, man. Revive that character in a All good way. Long. Become the, I mean, that, that would be a pretty cool plot thread to see them do a show where he that plays 90, the role. The 90 show where he's a dad. Yeah. Where he plays the and role of his like, own oh, father. I gotta get this Furby. Oh. Yeah. 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 Basically, like anyway, parody all of the shows from the '90s, like Venom. I'm not looking forward to anyway, it. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I like the I like the character of Venom, and I love the reluctant the I love the battle, the internal battle between good and evil, and, and then the character that they've displayed at least in the trailer what so is, far. What is it with Tom Hardy taking on roles where you can't you don't know what he's saying? Between this and Bane. Well, he was a little bit more well-spoken in, in the trailer in this one. Oh, I, I could actually. Bane was, was just, that uh, was such a, such a missed opportunity with that one. Nobody cared about what the, the mask got. I mean, he, he looked apart no, brilliantly. it's me, Bane. And his physical portrayal was just excellent. But his vocal acting in that film, I don't know if they coached him to do that. People of Gotham. But it was just it's awful. <laughs> it's like. It's like it's like they mixed up like a Scooby Doo like ghost. Yeah, it was like they make like a, somebody playing that fluffy bunny game with the marshmallows. It's like fluffy bunny. It was like they it was like garbage. they made uh, the Scooby Doo live action film part three Ooh. and forgot to put the rest of the characters in the movie. Is Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> still, he's the best. Who? Freddie Prince Jr. Oh man, who was the guy that played Shaggy in that? Because he still does the voice of Shaggy. Yeah. He was in. Uh, he was voice. in Scream. He was like yeah. the villain in Scream. Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Matthew Lillard. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, you know who else is in that? Sarah Michelle Gellar. Mm. If I wouldn't have found my wife, man, <laughs> she was she was on my list. Listen, Sarah Michelle Gellar was like he was on my hit list. Was like every '90s man. kids crush, man. Bring back Buffy too, man. What was with the '90s? The '90s were excellent. '90s were an excellent, so decade. good. All of these, all of these children that don't know what the '90s Jennifer really Love were. Mm. Ghost Whisperer. 
Scream. She was no, a little, no, she, I know you did last summer. I know you did last yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. She was much better in Ghost Whisperer, I think. I think we have the same birthday. You and Jennifer Love? Yeah, pretty sure. March 2nd. Mm. She's a lovely woman. Was. I don't know if she's anymore. She's kind of disappeared. I think she went all yeah. Christian and got out of the movies well, and stuff. Her. Yeah. Praise, praise the Lord. The Lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. So, anyway, so our going next back, topic. Our next topic. Our next big heavy hitter that was released, what? A week ago? Oh, a week ago. So Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Uh, who I believe, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he do The Hangover? I want to say he did. I believe he did The Hangover. I, so don't quote me on that. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I know. I, I'm pretty sure he did. Let's look it up. You, you can look it up going. while I talk. So I'm pretty sure Todd Phillips did The Hangover. So he's veering into the DC arena and he is taking on a origin story for the Joker called Joker. Um... Now, so the trailer is a short little teaser where it basically just shows Joaquin Phoenix is playing this role of of, of the Joker. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is shown in regular uh, uh, face, and then they overlay this uh, this like like projected image of like a clown, and then you see him with the full makeup on. Um, so, so in my opinion. I actually kind of like the way the Joker looks. Um, he looks a whole lot better than Jared Leto. Jared Leto's Joker did. My word, that was a garbage train yeah, wreck. I, I, I agree with you there. Um, Jared Leto, listen, here's the thing. Jared Leto is such a versatile actor. He's and great, uh, so good. He's, he's such an incredibly good talented person. But here's my problem with, with Jared. is he, te- he tends to lean a little too heavy into method acting. Jared, I know you're listening to this. Listen, listen to my listen to my advice, Jared, because method acting works, but only if you're willing to kill yourself for it. I mean, look, it took Heath Ledger's life to method Boo. act his way into that. Boo! What? Boo! I miss Heath. But still, like, look, it's it's like Jared Leto was like, I'm willing to go almost as far, and he yeah, wasn't even close that, to yeah, as good. They, yeah, they said that he would like he would like mail like or like the people like on the set like like dead mice in a box whatever like it was like the weird yeah. but like but like like i remember watching watching suicide squad or no or no yeah suicide, yeah, suicide squad, yeah yeah suicide squad and i wanted i wanted so badly to like leto's joker like i mm-hmm. really really wanted to and i i say it was garbage the, the the problem with leto's joker no matter no matter how good or bad you think it is it was overshadowed by Heath he, had ledger. Follow, he had to follow ledger yeah he was the only joker following ledger and ledger did such a stellar job well, it wasn't fair that it just there was no way he was going to compete and so, he tried really hard. Right. And, and listen jared listen i know you're listening i know you're a fan of the podcast listen we're not knocking you your 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 skill because you you you're do great, great work actor, and you but, worked really hard it's just hard to follow an act like that it, right and 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 my, my takeaway is i think i honestly believe that when all said and done i think that there's a good chance that walking phoenix's joker is going to go on the same level as probably you know nicholson yeah it'll be it'll be better it'll be better than than, than leto's but it won't be as good as ledger i think it'll be right probably, in that middle area see we've talked about the we've talked about the contrast between Leto or not Leto. We've talked about the contrast between Ledger and Nicholson's jokers and how you can't really like they're two iterations of the same character, but they're so vastly right. different because of the time period, because right. of the source material, right. everything is so much different. Right. And so I, I think that, you know, with Leto, he was trying to channel that same vibe that, that Ledger that, did. Right. But I think with this particular joker with, um, is it Joaquin Phoenix? Joaquin Phoenix. 
I think he's leaning more into that Nicholson. I don't want to say campy, but right. But they kind they, of more comic right. based well, versus well, well, realistic. That's it. I think I honestly think that if if the the eighties Batman would have been darker. Okay, I think that well, and, and really by that most dark, it was really really dark anyway. But if they would have gone with more of a darker Joker than a slapsticky Joker, kind of comicy Joker, yeah, it would have been closer to what Ledger was like. Also, Todd Phillips directed the entire trilogy of Hangover. See, I thought he did. I, I thought it was it was the same time, which is almost kind of uh, almost he's, almost a little bit comical. Well, he's actually got a pretty a pretty long string as a director of comedic, those kind of, I don't want to say raunchy, but I guess that's really the only word that fits it. Those kind of raunchy comedies yeah. going through the list. He's got war dogs, which is a, like a raunchy comedy war film. He's got hangovers part, um, one, two and three project X due date, uh, Borat, even like all the way back to like school for scoundrels, Starsky and Hutch old school, so his his resume is more in that kind of raunchy yeah, comedy type, right? Pushing it, it, the boundaries it, of what's funny. I think probably one of the, one of the reasons why I'm really excited about Joaquin Phoenix is he's been in some of probably some of the best movies of of my generation. Yeah, you know he's been you know he was in Inherit Vice, he was in Her, he was in We Own the Night, Reservation Road, yeah. Walk the Line. I loved Walk the Line. Walk the Line was a hard Walk movie to watch. He, oh yeah. But Walking Phoenix played that that role so incredibly well. Uh, He was in Hotel Rwanda. Mm -hmm. He was in The Village and Signs. I I, I love Signs. Signs. I love Signs. Gladiator. Hot take. Signs is, in my opinion, one of the finest pieces of film work that Shyamalan ever did. Yes, I agree. It stands second only to like Sixth Sense. Yeah. Though I did like some of other the other films he made, those two are by and large the best films yeah, he ever made. I agree. Sidestep. Sorry, back to the topic. Like I said, I, you know, I, Joaquin Phoenix is 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 one of the best actors of of my generation. Yeah, he's great. I mean, you know what, you know what, you know. I remember, you know, you know, I've watched I'm Still Here. You know, when he did that whole I'm going to be a rapper kind of like hoax thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And. I mean, I mean, I mean, he's just, he's just so good. At, he's so good at what he does. I think when I think that when he takes this role, he is going to absolutely crush this role of the Joker. But I think it'll be a completely different Joker than what we're used to. It's going to be more of a, you know, it'll be more, you know, closer to more like what like uh, you know Ledger was, where it's like that realistic, you know, just a person that's just basically gone crazy, that's going to try to make you believe that this is the kind of person that he is. And so I, I, I do think that, you know, I think that when, when all said and done, it'll be it'll be one of the better Jokers. It, it won't be the worst Joker. Um, it won't it won't be the best. I think it'll, it'll, be, be, the, it'll be you know it'll be the middle of the road because it it it'll be hard for anyone to ever top the the the, the role that Ledger played. No matter what, I don't care if you make twenty different Jokers. Okay, it, it'll be it'll be hard for anyone to top Ledger's role. But at the same time. I have big issues with the Joker with with this movie because part of the the caveat and the appeal and thrill of the Joker is that there is no origin story. Yeah, there's not supposed to for, for the Joker. It's not supposed to have an origin. Story. You know, yes, there are there are origin stories out there. There are several out there. If you go online, there there you know you know I could think of right now off the top of my head seven different origin stories of where he came from. There you know you know they had an origin story. For the Joker in the the eighties Batman movie, you know there are there are 
pieces laid around where there are these origins from where the Joker came from, but none of them are the same. And part of the part of the appeal of the Joker is that there is no origin story. So, so, so I'm I'm curious to see what Todd, you know what what Todd Phillips does with this with the origin story for the Joker because right. there's not supposed to be one. And 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 that's probably my biggest hang up right now, and my only my only negative comment about this 10 second teaser is that there's not supposed to be an origin story. Right. Well, so, the, the only thing, the, one of the things that made Ledger's Joker so good was the fact that he, you never really knew what he was saying, whether it was true or false. Right. right. And there was this, this, everything he did was such a misdirect, which made it, I think more, gritty more raw and a whole lot more intimidating because there's nothing more intimidating than somebody who you don't know what they're going to do right somebody that's completely off the wall unpredictable right um and so you know that's something that i think that is going to be interesting to see their take on it and how how they go from this unpredictable off the wall to showing maybe the origin of how he got that way you know I'm interested to see, you know, do they, do they bring the scars into it? If they do, how do they write those in? Is this film going to be, what's the rating going to be? Right. If it's a film I, about I, a I, villain. I would guess R. I would it's imagine Todd so. It's be an R rating movie. I, I'm willing to bet. My, my, my question is, is that, you know, the images that you, the images that you see in this trailer, there are no scars. Yeah. It's just the paint. So the question is, is it going to be more like a John Wayne Gacy murder it, story? I, I, was, I was just going to say, it looks like a John Wayne Gacy clown. Like, right. it looks like that serial killer clown. That Shout John, out to my boy, Corey, who is probably one of the only people that listens to this podcast that will know who John Wayne Gacy is. If you don't know who it is, I don't encourage you to go look it up it's because great. it's some freaky stuff. But there is a great documentary uh, on it. A good documentary. It's ter- on him? Also terrifying. Is it that making a murderer thing? No, it was it was it was it, it was on like back when like 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 I think it was, I, I was A and E back when A and E was less like TV show, more like like documentary stuff. Yeah, like there was a phenomenal like like uh, documentary on on Gacy, and it was terrifying. Pretty much anything that has to do with murderers, freaky to me especially this time of year, it's we're, we're closely broaching the darkest month of the entire year, not necessarily in lumens. If you know what I mean, the darkest month as far as content goes. And, um, you know, that's when all the freaks come out, <laughs> right? So anyway, so jokers, the jo- the movie Joker is coming out, exciting stuff. Dark Phoenix is coming out. Very, very exciting. And, uh, man, we're, we're just, you know, as nerds, we're just geeking out over here. Ha- we're having a great time with it. But before we go on, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor for today's episode, KS marketing and all that they do in marketing world is awesome. If you need anything done with marketing, if you need a logo, if you need a marketing strategy put together, if you need branding done for a particular event, if you need a branding package put together, my boy Kenneth over at KS Marketing can get it done. He's one of the smartest people I know, one of the most uh, detail-oriented people I know, and if he sets his mind to it, he will get it done. And all it takes for him to set his mind to it is a call from somebody who's willing to pay him. (laughs) Right? So give my boy over at uh, KS Marketing a call, set him up with some work, and uh, make sure to mention that you heard about him through the AD Show podcast, and I'm sure he'll give you a 0% discount. Because he's just that kind of a nice guy. It's good, it's good, solid rate. Yeah. So thank you to Kenneth and KS Marketing for all you do for the podcast. And thank you to our, vi- our listeners for going and checking out his work. And now back to the podcast.
So, uh, next topic, which I'm actually more excited than I should be about. Yeah, I think uh, I think this kind of sums your entire life up. It is. So, uh, last month, or, or two weeks ago, was the Apple Keynote. Yeah. And oh, man. SSD, SSDC? WWDC. Yeah. WWDC. What would Democrats cry about? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. You're, you're going to alienate probably 0% of our audience, so continue. We're not going there. We're not a political podcast. Not yet. So, so they had, uh, so they had, uh, you know, you know, you know, they showed off iOS 12. Worldwide Developers they Conference, off, for those that don't know. They showed off Mojave. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, no, 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 because that iOS 12 and Mojave were actually back in Springs WWDC. Sorry, they released. They released them, yes. Uh, well, well, Mojave came out Monday this Mojave week. came out, uh, Monday, I think right? it was two weeks post no. Mojave didn't come out till this week yeah but it was two weeks post conference and then it was Whatever. one week post conference so anyway, for we're, we're digressing. We're anyway digressing. anyway they did release new, new phones devices new and devices a new watch new watch they've got a 44 millimeter series I, 4 I apple watch yeah which i saw that today and i'm like i didn't i did not know they made, they made a 44 milliliter well it's millimeter, only two millimeters bigger than millimeter not it's millimeter. only two milliliters <laughs> bigger than the uh well, your dog is going to be bouncing off the wall. She yeah, just, sure she just took a big old sip of my coffee. Get out of that coffee. Lulu, get out of here. You're ruining, you're ruining Studio 3. You're cutting into Studio 3 recording time. Look, what so, are you, <laughs> she, she just took off. like She literally <laughs> ran about 30 <laughs> miles an hour. Out of so <laughs> Apple has released two new phones, the successor to the iPhone 10, yes. the iPhone 10s, and the iPhone 10s Max. Yes. And I ordered. I, I love my wife and I love my daughter. This is like my third love. <laughs> so getting the, the newest iPhone the, every time it comes out. The the uh, the iPhone 10s uh, Max Max is basically the size of like the seven to eight plus. Seven is like all plus. screen. Yeah, and it is. It's huge. It's glorious. It's I've, huge. I've been I've, you, I've I've been hands on hands on with a few of those this week. Yeah, and they are they're glorious. I mean, you they haven't are. gotten yours in. No. Um. And I, I actually, and this is funny, our listeners will appreciate this. If you've checked out any of our YouTube channel stuff, uh, I personally have a YouTube channel, Lewis Creative Media, shameless plug, check it out. And if you've looked at any of my videos, I actually did an unboxing. I recently made the investment to purchase a 2018 MacBook Pro and I did an unboxing video and, you know, just to share kind of my thoughts and the upgrade process because it took me six years to go from a MacBook Pro, uh, 2000 and what is it? A tw- 12 2012 yeah, all the way up old, to yeah. an 18 that was a pretty big difference so i made an unboxing video thought it would be kind of cool nice way to kind of you know stretch my it's a good my video. Producer it a video wings and i actually approached austin i actually approached you to do an unboxing video whenever you got your your uh, 10s max the problem is and the problem is you can't contain yourself like you're like you get it you're like a giddy schoolboy. you get it and you're just get like it and it's going to be opened up i made his holder for you and i may be a good friend hey but. if you can if you can do that uh if you can hold on listen listeners this is this is for you if you if you <laughs> if you see us post about an unboxing video for an iphone 10s max it's because Austin demonstrated some incredibly high levels of self-control. If you don't see it, you'll if understand there, why. If there's anything that, I, that, that I've learned of myself in my 33 years of my Lord, 33 years of life, mm-hmm. it's the self-will is not really my thing. Well, I mean, what do you need it for at this point in your life? You know, you're kind of just coasting through your midlife crisis and just... It's a bigger screen for playing gin rummy. 
helps me. It's so you can. It's so you can read your iBooks with giant print. <laughs> read books. I'm an American. All right. I'm an American. I don't read. Watch TV. Anyway, so, 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 so you know, they had all the new devices that, that they released. Um, and frankly, you know, you know, you know, Apple always does the S models yes. when there isn't much of a change. So you know, you know, you know, when you went from the six. To the 6S. It was basically a chipset. I think now, it was... the 6S to the 7, they did the, the haptic feedback instead of like the click button and mm-hmm. the, the, the camera. And then the the 7 to the 8, because there was, there, was there was no 7S. So the 7 to the 8 is when they is when they introduced the wireless charging, etc. Mm-hmm. They also did force touch with the 7. So it was a haptic feedback instead of the actual click button. Which wasn't a huge right. feature, but the actual force touch was uh, the big... That was, that was on the 6S also. Oh, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they, that was the 6S. Maybe that was the one that had the, the force was, touch. Yeah, it was one of the reasons why they... they, they you know, because the phone... They, they, they only change the numbers whenever there's, like, changes to the phone itself. Right. Uh, you know, you know, you know the, the, the design, the, the, the iPhone design 10 style. to the iPhone 10S. the big difference is, is you know, it's, it's a newer chipset, uh, yeah. a, a bigger battery. Bigger screen. Uh, well, I mean, just a regular 6S. Oh, regular yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of the 10S. 10. So, you know, there isn't a huge difference. But the uh, the the new Apple Watch, they've actually redesigned it pretty well. It, it's a little yeah. bit thicker. It's got a, uh, it's got body, a laminated the, display. Yeah, yeah the, the, the body's shaped well. differently. Um, but it looks really, really good. Like, it's, you know, I, I have the Series 1 watch, so I'm not able to get the new watch OS with the new faces, so I'm kind of down about that. Yeah, I actually um, have the Series 3. Uh, the new faces, here's the thing. With Apple releasing, they released I, uh, Watch OS 5, and with them releasing um, Apple Watch Series 4, they didn't put a whole lot of effort into creating things specifically for the older model watches right. uh the older model watches anybody that has one will recognize the bezeling on them is pretty severe the, Ooh, the screen it's a yeah. big old bezel which if you use a black background watch face you don't really notice it which is what i do i don't particularly care for those full bright you know with the picture or whatever i don't particularly care for those but you know with the new one that's coming out they actually did an edge-to-edge screen with rounded corners it's a bigger display uh, I said that it was a laminated display, but they have been laminated, I think, since Series 2. Yeah, I think so. Uh, maybe even since Series 1 or even the original. Um, but uh, it, they didn't put a whole lot of... They, they put some thought into the new watch faces, but there's not any more... Like, one of the big features for the new Apple Watch was the additional complication sections, right? For those of you that don't have Apple Watch, complications are basically little areas that show little widgets of different apps right so if you look at an apple watch for example mine i've got the clock i've got the date i've got the the uh weather and a couple of other features my battery on my water intake things like that on there and each one of those little icons is a clickable app opening button and it's called a complication right so the new face on the new apple watch series 4 has up to eight complications where i think the limitation on the series 3 and beyond or backward was I think it was six, five or six. Sure. I can't remember. Anyway, they didn't really put they didn't put any of the, those changes into the older watches. It's only for the new stuff, which kind of stinks. But you know, it's a nice fresh update. It does add a couple of features. There's a walkie-talkie feature that's pretty cool. Um, without going into too much detail, it's pretty nice. But the change that we're really discussing 
with an Apple's new releases is the screen. Apple iPhone 10 S max has a 6.5 inch on the diagonal screen. And the big pressing question, if anybody has been a cell phone user for an extended period of time, you'll think back to what? 10, 12 years ago, 15 years ago when flip phones were all the rage, right? How small can they get? How small can they get? And now I, I remember in Zoolander, they had the joke. Yeah. Where, was that Zoolander? It was a Zoolander. No, 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 it was Zoolander. It was, it was SNL where they were at the Gap. I think it was, they worked at the Gap and Will Ferrell came in with that phone. And he, it's like it's like the size of like, of like, of, of, of like a Pez. Yeah. And he like kind cracks, cracks it, it open. open and he puts it up next to his ear and he's like, hello. Yeah. Like, like back then it was how, you know, how, how small, small can we get the phones? Get? And now it's kind of the inverse because it's like every time there's a new phone that comes out, I think even Samsung, right? They Samsung used to have, now they've got, they've got, yeah, they, so, they used so to have, have like the Galaxy. Note. And, and then they, like S9, the S9, S9 Plus, and then the Note 8, Note 8, I think is what it is Yeah, now. it's got like an eight inch screen. So they're, 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 yeah. But the question is, how big are these screens going to get? What what's what's the size of the screen on the iPad Mini? iPad Mini is inches? a seven point one. Seven point one. So literally, you are you are with not joking within six tenths of an inch. You from are just barely half iPad an inch from being an iPad Mini. Yeah. Now the question is, the the, the point's going to be is that. The phones can't really get much wider. Your yeah. hands can't hold that. So they're eventually so just going to be like a three and a half foot long phone. And there were there there was you know there were you know there was there was a meme back in the day like when the six came out it was like yeah. like iPhone twenty and it was like like stretching out to like the sky like it was ha ha funny but but seriously how tall are these phones going to get? That's a good question and the the question I, the answer to that question I believe is found in how long are people's faces going to get. <laughs> Giraffes. <laughs> I, I, Why the long face, brother? I'm I, trying to fit the a, new phone. <laughs> a real question for me is going to be: If these phones keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, what all will this affect? Clo- clothing manufacturers, you know, Jinko jeans are going to make a comeback with oh, those long bring pockets. Bring them back, man. I, listen, <laughs> when I was younger, I wanted a pair of Jinko jeans so bad, so. So bad for our younger audience. Jinko jeans were jeans that were popular, but back in the nineties, late nineties, early two thousands. And they were these pants that had my mom will remember this mom. If you were listening, uh, you're probably cringing right now because they were pants that were designed to look like you were sagging without actually sagging. And the way that they did that was they made the back pockets instead of the typical, like fit your, your wallet, maybe a tall wallet or a phone, fit a whole phone booth in there, you could fit a whole phone booth. Cause the wallet, the pocket was literally two, and a half feet deep but and 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 the pant legs would literally cover your entire shoe they were massive they were massive they were like gigantic denim parachute and i wanted a pair so bad and they had these really ornately embroidered designs all over the backside of them so it's like you sat in like it's amazing graffiti i wanted a pair so bad my mom will never let me get a pair yeah well they were like 145 dollars a pair because all that denim you could pant an entire country with one pair of jingo jeans yeah, and I remember wanting a pair so bad, and my mom was just like, "Yeah, I'm not buying you those. I'm not gonna pay." Although, although, although this is also the same mom that one one time I wore I wore my red jeans. I I bought red jeans, and she did not like those very much at all. She also doesn't like skinny. She she doesn't get my mom doesn't get fashion. I love her to death, but she doesn't get it. Isn't that kind of interesting? How it was around the time that Jinko jeans were in style that phones were getting smaller, right? And you'd lose your phone in your pocket. pocket. But nowadays it's like the phones are getting bigger and the pants are getting tighter. Am I right? It's true. And eventually they're going to have to, they're going to have to find a balancing point because eventually the phones are going to be so big. They won't fit into the pockets 
and I think we're, we're, we're broaching that very quickly. I, I, I do think that, uh, uh, you know, I think at some point we're, we're, we're kind of maxed out on bone size. We, we, re- we really are. Well, I mean, eventually you'll end up with, you've got your, your, um, iPad pro, right? 12.9 right. inch. 12.9 it's inch. actually bigger than my entire MacBook put together and right. heavier too. And the Pretty crazy heavy. thing is, is that I would imagine if, if phone dev- designers and developers were left unabated, they would probably eventually end up creating a phone right. that was as big I, as your iPad. Right. I, I am a, I am a firm believer. I, I don't see a way that Apple could make their phones any bigger than what they currently are. I, I, I really don't. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, all joking aside, realistically, Watching I don't know how you make a bigger phone than what you have right now. Apple has the biggest phone and the biggest screen uh, uh, yeah. on any device uh, in the entire market at this yeah. point. I don't know Until how next you, year. I, I, yeah, I don't know how you can legitimately make a phone any bigger. I know exactly Samsung, how they're going to do it. Samsung will try because 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 because, because I, I assume come come April, or come April or May, whenever Samsung's conference is, they're going to have a big, you know, a 6.6 inch screen or whatever they're going to do. Yeah. Well, they're going to have gonna to try to trump it a little bit, but, but the, 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 the real question remains, how do you make a phone that big? Because at some point it's just, it, it's too big, right? The, the, well, the, I, the, the, the excess max, you basically need two hands to use it. Well, I tell you exactly what, how next year, next f- fall, next September's WWDC is going to go. Tim Cook is going to get up on the on the podium and he's going to say, "Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to present to you the brand new iPhone 10s Max Plus. No. <laughs> it will be three more three inches bigger." <laughs> I, I, I think that they I think that Apple did it the right way. They basically kept the the the, the phones the, the XS Max is the same size as the seven and eight plus, but they went edge edge on the screen. That's the only way to do it. Yeah, I, I think, think I think I think that they've learned that right now that their phone size is as big as they. As, is as big as you can realistically go until you get to the point where we're plugged in twenty four seven, which we're pretty close anyway. But you know, until you get to the point where it's it's you know, you you like I'm not going to carry a, a, a purse. I you know you know I have a bag in my car that I use for work. Yeah, but I don't take it with me wherever I go. And if you if you get a phone bigger, you know you know bigger than that, you're going to have to have a bag with you all the time. I'm going to I'll get a man purse. Right. I want I want something nice. I want a nice like like worn in brown leather. Um, maybe like a you know, you know, like a like a crossbody bag type, something like Indiana Jones would carry. Yeah, but less less flappy and and, and a little bit smaller, like a purse, but for men. Like a purse. Like, could you imagine? Like, imagine you're walking down the street in uh, I don't know, Chicago. That's close. That's close to where we are. With within 700 miles of where we where we currently are. Not wrong. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine walking down the street in Chicago. And you see, you're not you, you're somebody else. And you see you walking towards you with a nice sling bag, like one of those ones that like mothers carry. That's like, it's their purse, but also their phone whenever they're out and about and they don't want to have to carry this giant tote bag. Right. And you, you reach into this, you know, nice man purse and you, all you have in there is your phone, which I, you know, honestly, at this point with the way that technology is going, um, not to get, you know, biblical prophecy on you, but we're, you know, getting closer and closer to a cashless society. You don't really even need anything but your phone with Apple pay. It's true. And then if you have the series three or the series four Apple watch, that's got cellular, you don't even need your phone. You have Apple pay on your watch, which I've used a couple of times. It feels a little, a little, uh, 
a little biblical <laughs> to be real honest. I'm not sure if I really like it, but you know, I don't know. It's kind of a crazy thought. So the question is a question we pose and listeners, please comment below this, uh, comment on this post or on this, what is this episode comment on this episode, comment on the post that we tag this episode in on Facebook or on Instagram and let us know how big do you think iPhone screens will get? Do you think they'll go bigger than six and a half? Do you think they'll go smaller? Do you think we'll eventually end up with a thumbprint size, thumb, a thumb sized screen? That's all we have is just a little clicker and you just touch it. And you know, what do you think what's going to happen? We make Google glass. Yeah. Google is going to make it, make it come back. That was such a letdown, man. I, I, I was optimistic. That it would be amazing. And I think that, I think it, it honestly, this can sound really weird, but Google glass to me felt so pervy. Like oh, it, just, yeah. it, just, it, just, it just felt so invasive and so like see, in your face. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, the fact that there was a camera on there and you could like blink and take a picture like that felt so inappropriate to me. Yeah. Like, like this is creepy. The thing this is, is though, too much. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I, I don't have a problem personally. I, I don't know if I, I don't like the idea of the camera bit. I do like the idea of the glasses with the ability, like, you know, we everybody's seen those commercials for bone induction headphones. Listen, hey, listen now, now listen. I'll do it. I I tried. To, I, I demoed a pair of those at CES. Bone a induction years headphones. Ago. The sound quality is phenomenal. Really, I loved it. I I, I would have if I could have got a pair of bone induction because like the you know the you know the the guard behind your ear and the sound was the sound was it, it sounded crystal clear. But your ears were wide open, and it was amazing. Yeah. And they were comfortable as I'll get out. I've been really tempted to try some, but here's my thing. If they could find a way to make a nice, trendy, clean, even with prescriptions kind of pair of glasses that have bone induction speakers built in so that you can take phone calls Mm -hmm. with your glasses on by voice command, by touching the rim of your glasses, however you want to do it. That way you can hear the phone call without having to have a headphone yeah. in or an earpiece or whatever. That'd be great. Well, Plus, I think that's close. The idea of an augmented reality notification system via the glasses, I would be up for that. I think a heads up display type thing with weather, um, you know, even like a even like an augmented reality GPS or flagged hotspots yeah. type thing would be really yeah. cool. And you know, I, I mean, I think we're close to that kind of stuff. I mean, you know this. You know, society is becoming more and more smart, more and more connected. Yeah, uh, it's a matter of time before basically every before everything is online. I yeah. mean, literally everything. Everything there in was your day to day life will be online. There was a film about that, a Netflix original. It wasn't great. I can't remember what it was called though. I'll have to do some research and give you some information on that. But there was a film about that on that they put out on Netflix not long ago. That was interesting. All about wearing these contacts or having these implants put in your eye that everything you see is recorded and all this kind of stuff. Black mirror. No, it was actually that made a feature film out of it on Netflix. Well, black mirror did that, did did something like that. And it was, it was amazing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool idea. It's It's kind of scary. It's terrifying. I hated it. Interesting technology. If you, if you've not, if if you've not seen black mirror on Netflix, it's a British show on, from the BBC. Well, I think now it's a Netflix original. I think they bought it. It was, it was, uh, it was so well done. It's basically like, like twilight is technology. Yeah. And you watch it. Skip the first episode for all this good and holy. The one with do not watch the first. Don't watch the pilot episode of this show. No, skip it. The one with skip it. The one with BDH, uh, AKA Bryce Dallas Howard. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. 
which I just don't, I'm a fan of BDH myself. Yeah. yeah. I like her. Yeah, I think she's pretty cool. You know, she's Ron Howard's daughter. Yeah. I didn't know that until just recently. Interesting. She looks just like him. She does now that I think about it, but I didn't know at the time. Yeah. It, gross. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we've got a lot in store for you guys, the listener. Uh, over the next few episodes with season. season two, season two is going to be hashtag dope. Uh, if you haven't she yet, didn't, shouldn't take that. Uh, yeah, well, we're too we'll, old to use hashtag dope in our normal day. We're too old to use verbal hashtags. Sorry, guys. Anyway, if you haven't already, check us out on the socials. Instagram at at the uh, at ad show official yes, is our hashtag right. or our, our uh, Instagram handle. Check us out on facebook at the a and d show and check us out on our newly show official just ad dot show official sorry about that fellas uh also check us out on our newly opened and released youtube channel which is just the a and d show so it's a we have more stuff coming to it soon and we just haven't show we release one video check it out it's called the history of theme parks it's amazing it's great it's, it's very, the best it's six very and a half insight, minutes of your very life. insightful yeah a lot of good information a lot of truth in that um if you can't tell we're being sarcastic no no, no i'm not but check us out on all the socials and uh man just get jacked for this season this is gonna be good you scared i just dog. scared this the, i slapped my hand the down non, on the couch the and garbage dog it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be a good season. I'm looking it forward is to be it. Good. It's gonna be back on the air. We've got a lot of good things coming. We got a, a new good, theme song. Yeah. We got a new logo. We do a new logo. I didn't do any of this stuff. Everything is very uh it's got this real cool eighties vibe. David is the uh is the the arts of the team and I am the meh of the team. The meh of the team. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's how I live my life. Yeah. I mean if you're gonna live your life at all me live and, it very me and, meh. Me and Paul Walker live my life a quarter mile at a time. Oh, man. Too soon. You thought I was going to go dark, didn't you? Wow. Not going dark. That's such a bad way to end this episode. I don't... Why is it... But is it honor to Paul Walker to live my life a quarter mile at a time? Oh. That's so dark. I'm going to go out and race my my Hyundai Elantra. Hyundai Elantra. (laughs) (laughs) That's what what you have, isn't it? It is. It is what I have. A little race car. From Vreen. I want it to stop. Oh no! Oh man, that was such a good ending. We're stuck in purgatory. We're stuck in we're stuck in podcast purgatory. Ah, ah, ah.